Uh, let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for um, really being good to us. Um, Lord, you are, we're, we're blessed, and there's really no other way to describe uh, what we are uh, as children of you. And even when our circumstances say that uh, we're not and that we are uh, grieved, Lord, we know that we're blessed just simply knowing you uh, and being able to uh, hold to what you've given us, uh, which is your son and your word. Uh, Lord, so I do pray that we would uh, just find peace in in those things. And Lord, I do pray for uh, all the things that are going on. There's a lot happening. Uh, we just went through a whole long list of announcements and different things. And uh, Lord, we're a busy church, uh, Lord, but I do pray that we're busy about your business. And uh, we're not uh, weary and well-doing. And uh, Lord, as we get into a topic that's very related today as ministry, uh, that we would find ourselves uh, right in line uh, with what you've called us to do, Lord. Uh, we do pray for uh, the surgery tomorrow for uh, for Jody's knee. I pray that things would go really well to be able to repair that thing and uh, get her back on the, the up and up. And uh, Lord, pray for her family and her kiddos and uh, Mitchell and uh, that they would be able to just minister to her and alongside of her uh, through this. And I pray that we as a class would be able to help out any way that we can, uh, first and foremost by prayer. And Lord, we are uh, really excited about uh, just Chris and Lauren and uh, just the way that you are uh, blessing their family. And I pray that we would just continue to lift up uh, the pregnancy uh, to you is uh, it's been a long road just getting here and so uh, Lord I do know some of the struggles that they've had and just some of the heartbreak they've had and Lord I do pray that you would uh, just bless the fruit of the womb that it would just be an amazing uh, uh, just testimony of you Lord and that we would just help them out any way we can uh, Lord I pray you speak to us today there's a lot of things that we need to be doing but I pray that we would just take here 45 minutes or so and uh, just hear from you as uh, I have a lot of things to say but I pray you just shut me up and uh, that your word would be uh, preeminent in what's going on here. I pray for all the families at Pass Point. There's several that uh, aren't even here today because they're working in ministry or doing different things. And uh, I pray that you are uh, just uh, real in their life and uh, just uh, really um, using us uh, to get the mission done while there's still time. Uh, Lord, I pray you're getting the glory for all of it in Christ's name. Amen. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna rock and roll here because. Uh, um, <laughs> Because we're running short on time, man. Uh, okay, so whoever needs to be in charge today, because I never need to be in charge, I got to be done at a quarter after because I'm doing baptisms today. I forgot about that till right now. So I can't go long. You're welcome for that. Uh, so uh, we'll, uh, we'll just, uh, we'll, we'll be good. Okay, so we're going through this family life study. And um, this is uh, like a sidestep study of where I'm trying to get to, which is the book of Jonah. Um, but I wanted to make sure we did this first. And so uh, this family life study is basically just consisted of, uh, and that's, the family life study is just kind of what I, what I call it. And basically it is finding out what is it that God has told me to do. When I say me, I'm not talking about me. I, I am talking about me. But you need to be asking yourself the same question in these areas, right? In these just that there are six just very specific, very pointed areas of your life. And sometimes we get so caught up in, okay, I know I need to be doing this, and I know I need to be doing that, and I'm supposed to be over here, and the next thing I know, I've got six different balls juggling in the air, and I'm dropping them all, right? I'm not being a good spouse. I'm really not being a good follower of the Lord. Uh, my my kids are a wreck. You know, my social life is crazy. Ministries off the off the, all the things. And so we feel like, and so I really wanted to make sure that as we went into the book of Jonah, which is, you know, God says, hey, Jonah, I want you to do this. And he's like, eh, I don't know. And so when God says, hey, this is what I want you to do in your life, 
are we going to be a little more faithful than, than what Jonah was? And so I wanted to make sure before I got into the book of Jonah and was like, hey, what is God telling you to do that you actually have something to hold on to with that? You know, hopefully you should know anyway, but we're going through this study. And so we've already looked at uh, following God personally and what God has told us to do with that and uh, being a spouse and raising children. We finished that up last week. And so today we're going to get started. And I really thought I was going to get done with this today, but I doubt it. Uh, we're going to get started probably on uh, this next topic, which is being involved in ministry. Uh, and so I basically took just the top six aspects of our lives. And I'm like, hey, what is it that God said to do on these? Because the world says a lot of things. And sometimes the world even says some pretty decent things, right? But what did God say on these areas? And what is God telling you specifically to do in these areas? And so the list is in order of priority. Right. And so we're the last two would be working in the world and social life if you're keeping track. But the list is an order of priority, but you can't get away from doing any of them. Right. I'm not saying, well, I need to focus on this. So the other things need to wait. That's not what I'm saying. They're in order of priority. But you can't just like say, well, I'm not going to raise my kids today because I'm not being a very good husband. Well, you can't do that. You have to do all. Paul says, I got to be all things to all men. that I might save some. You have to do them all. They are in list of priority. So sometimes when it feels like. I've got to decide, you know, we, we use this word balance a lot of times. And I don't really like the word balance. Basically, you just need to know your priorities, right? And, and what, what is the priority today? What is the priority right now? Because sometimes the priority today is all of these things. But in what order am I going to address them, right? And so anyway, uh, there is one caveat. There is one way to get out of doing some of these. Stay single, right? You don't have to worry about being a spouse at that point. You don't have to worry about raising kids at that point. But anyway, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Singles, sometimes it's best to just be single for a while. But anyway, uh, so we're headed to the book of Jonah where he knew exactly what it was that God was wanting him to do, right? It's very black and white. He says, hey, this is what I want you to do, uh, what he was wanting to do. So before we get there, I want to make sure that we know what God is wanting us to do. So as we roll into the book of Jonah, we've got something, we've got handles to carry this thing with, right? And so the question for today is what does God want me to do? when it comes to being in the ministry, right? What is it that God wants me to do when it comes to being in the ministry? So if I was to ask you that question, what would you tell me? Somebody give me some answers, like I'm asking a question. What does God want me to do when it comes to being in the ministry? Serve with a joyful heart. That's a really good answer. Anybody think they could top that? (laughs) I mean, you're one flesh, so. uh, Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel, that's good as well, right? Be available. That's that's a really good one that I didn't think of. But yeah, all of those kinds of things, right? What are you laughing at? <laughs> well, now I think you're laughing at me and not with me. So anyway, uh, those are all really good answers. Uh, so, and I'm not telling you you're wrong. We're going to kind of jump into this. But uh, so I'm as I was thinking through this because I thought of the list a long time ago. Like as I was thinking through this study of. What topics do I want to make sure we hit when we're looking at, you know, the things that God told us to do? But as far as like diving deep into this, uh, this study kind of came to me not actually for Passpoint. It was, you know, just walking through some one-on-one things with some people in life. And uh, so as I'm sitting down, really starting to put pen to paper on this and see what is it that God is telling us to do in the ministry, I'm like, okay, so what is the definition of ministry, Right. So I do, like any good Bible student does, uh, I pull up my phone with Google because, you know, who has a dictionary handy? Uh, and I just type in, you know, uh, what is the definition of ministry? And here's what comes up, right? 
Uh, it says an American industrial metal band founded in 1981. And I'm like, well, that's interesting, right? And if you're old enough to know who that is, you're showing your age. So I'm just saying. So, uh, uh, I have no idea. Anyway, I thought that was funny. So, uh, but if you go on uh, past the metal band uh, that I've actually never heard of, and uh, it, it is the body of ministers governing governing a nation or state, and I'm like, okay, we're getting we're getting closer to what I'm thinking ministry is, but that's still not like hitting it on the head as far as like church ministry. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not. I'm not tracking here. So I changed my, my search, right? Because I'm like, this, we're not getting here. I'm, I'm not after a metal band. I'm not after, you know, the, the ministry of foreign blah, 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 or, or whatever. I'm like, so what is the ministry of God? That's my next question, right? What is the ministry of God? I'm like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. In the New Testament, the term ministry, it always centers on acts of service to others. Okay, that makes sense. When we think of ministry, I'm always serving someone else. I'm thinking of Jesus, right? It can also carry the more powerful connotation uh, of servitude, whatever. It sounds like a fancy word for service, uh, or slavery to God. So ministry, if you're boiling it down, implies a sense of being duty-bound to work under God's authority. At his, as his local servant. It is, it implies a sense of being duty bound. You are on duty to work under God's authority as his local servant. Well, okay, I'm, I'm looking at that again and I'm like, okay, so let's break this down a little bit more because I like things to be very nice and simple. I don't things, I don't, I don't, I don't do complicated things, right? I'm like, okay, so that's a really fancy definition. Where's the only place that we can work under God's authority structure? Right? Where's the only place that you can work under God's authority structure? You all are like, I think I know the answer, but I don't want to be wrong. But you're all right. I heard it like three different times. The local New Testament church. God works through the local New Testament church. You can go and do, quote unquote, godly things outside of the structure of the church, right? You can go feed the homeless. You can go do all those things. Those are all good things to do. But as far as working under the authority structure, God uses the church. Now, I'm not just saying HBF. HBF is a great church. Uh, I don't think it's the perfect church, but find a better one around here. Uh, it, that's the church that we use. But I'm talking about the New Testament church, the, the group of churches that God uses. Is, it's, his authority structure works through the local New Testament church. So basically, because this is where I'm trying to get to, like dumb this thing down for me, not for you. Dumb this thing down in a way that I can understand it. Ministry is serving God and others under the structure of the church. Oh, well, that's what I thought it was in the first place. Okay, well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I got back to where I started, right? Uh, but back to the question. What did God tell me to do when it comes to the ministry? What is it that God told me to do when it comes to the ministry? And you might be like, well, I'm supposed to work in it. I'm supposed to be a part of it. But I'm like, yes, all of those things are true. But where does it say that in the Bible? Where is it, you know, because you can hear from me all the day long. I can tell you what I think about ministry all the day long, and some of it might be profitable, and some of it might be like, you're fully, you know. Uh, so what's the Bible have to say about it? Like, where in the Bible does it even talk about ministry? So I've got six things today, and when I say six things today, I mean I'm going to start a list of six, and we'll see how far we get through it, and we'll finish up next week because that's how we roll around here. Uh, I have six things that we're told to do with God's ministry. Straight out of the Word of God. Six things that we're told to do out of God's ministry. And we're going to do some bouncing around today. I don't usually do a whole lot of uh, a referencing here and there because I'm usually teaching through a book. Uh, but we're going to need to bounce around a little bit today. So uh, hopefully you're, you're ready for that. So uh, the first thing 
that we're told to do with God's ministry is very simple. Be involved in it. Be involved in it. Uh, flip over to, uh, uh, if, if you want, and if not, I'm going to get there. Matthew chapter 28. You guys know this passage, but we're going to bounce around. We're going to start here. Uh, Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. Most of you guys should be able to quote this passage. This is Jesus. This is one of the last things he says before he ascends into heaven. He says, go ye therefore, he's talking to the disciples, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. The first thing that you're told to do with God's ministry, God's work, is be involved in it. Jesus said, go. And you're like, yeah, but does that really apply to me? Right? And the church really wasn't even founded at that point, Jason. So, like, you can't really use that as your, okay, well, I can because it's Jesus and I'll use Jesus' words all the day long if you want. But if you don't like that, uh, flip forward a few pages. Let's get into the book of Acts. Right? Let's get into the book of Acts because the book of Acts, I know that there's three books between the end of Matthew and the beginning of Acts. And you're like, well, wait a minute. What do you mean it's right after? Well, all the gospels are the same. They're just the same account through different people. But the book of Acts starts right after this happened, right? And this is where we start hearing a lot about ministry, which is coincidentally because that's when the church was founded, right? We start hearing a lot about ministry in the Bible when the church is founded. Uh, We're going to start in Acts chapter 1, if I can find where that's at in my Bible, because it's not 1 Corinthians. Um, It's before Romans. Zinger. Uh, <laughs> Acts chapter 1, <laughs> verse 17. There's just a few things. Uh, we're talking about, we got to be involved in it, right? Acts chapter 1, verse 17. It says, for he, talking about Matthias, uh, they're, they're trying to replace Judas. This is the first thing that they're doing. They're trying to replace Judas as one, uh, uh, to find somebody to be uh, the 12th uh, apostle, right? And it says, for he was numbered with us and had attained part of this ministry. Fast forward to uh, verse 25. It says that he took, or that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship, from which Judas transgression uh, by transgression fell, that he might go to his own place. Okay, so we're talking about ministry, the work of God. They're trying to replace Judas because the rest of the apostles know, hey, um, we've got a lot of work to do, and uh, now Jesus is gone, so we're not just following anymore. Now we're supposed to actually take what he told us to do and actually do something with it. And it's going to have to start with the 12 of us. Well, one of the 12 is now gone. So we need to at least replace him, and then we'll see what happens. Talking about we need to find someone to fill the work. Anybody in here a part of a ministry that could be like, hey, I need to find someone to help fill the work, right? That's just ministry as as a whole. And that's what they're doing. The first thing, we got to be involved in it. Flip over, or I can flip over there. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. This is one of my favorite verses uh, when it speaks of ministry at all. Really, my favorite verses in the Bible. This is the Apostle Paul uh, talking to Timothy. Yeah, sorry, we're, we're flipping around quite a bit. It is what it is. First uh, Timothy chapter 1, he said sword drills. <laughs> I know, he, I heard him. It's good. First Timothy chapter... I usually don't do this because i got so much to say and we don't have time, but we got we got to see this. First Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12 says... Paul's talking, he says, And I think Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. The first thing you need to remember is that any ministry that you work in, you're really not that good at it. 
right? It doesn't really matter if it's something that you're good at in the world. You're really not that good at it. Christ enabled you to do it in the first place, right? He gave you every ability that you have. He enabled you, and not only did he enable you, but he said, hey, now I'm going to put you there, right? I'm not just going to enable you, but I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you somewhere. What are you going to do with it? God has put you into the ministry, right? Have you, have you ever really thought about it like that? Like, I know I come to the church, right? And I'm supposed to be a part of what God is doing. And there's need in the children's ministry. There's need in the sound booth. There's need over here. There's need over there. Like, and like, yeah, I want to help out. I want to be a servant. All those things. Those are great motivations. But it's so much deeper than that. Ministry is so much. God has put you into the ministry. He sought you out, got you to here, which is the church, right? Not only just to be here and to hear the word, those are great things, but like, hey, he's got a purpose for you. He has put you into the ministry. So the question is, are you going? Right? He put you here, so are you going? So here's some questions you can ask yourself when it comes to being involved, right? Just some really basic questions. Am I involved in the ministry? Right? Which would be the work. Am I involved? Right? Basically, uh, go back to the, 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 the definition. It is serving God and others under the structure of the church. Am I involved in that? Then you can ask yourself that. I'm not going to go around the room. Most of you guys are busier than, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna, <laughs> most of you are busy, right? Um, but if not, why not? If you're not involved, why not? There are very few reasons that are reason to not be involved in the ministry because and you might be like well i can't do that and i can't do that but there's i understand there's certain things that you can't do but there's something you can do i promise now there are times right that you need to uh especially like right after you get saved anytime i'm discipling somebody i could go around the room i've discipled a few people in here uh the first thing i tell them because i know how Ministry works at the church. Uh, they see new people and they're like, man, fresh blood, right? I can get my hand, somebody that doesn't know, right? The ins and the outs. The first thing I tell somebody, like usually we're, we're in like lesson one. I'm like, hey, we're not going to talk about ministry for a while, but just put this in the back of your mind. If anybody approaches you and it's like, hey, do you want to get involved in the ministry? Here's what I want you to tell them. Go talk to Jason, right? <laughs> and I'm totally letting you off the hook. You don't have to say no. You don't have to, but just have them come talk to me. Because generally, yeah, one of the one of the four goals of Discipleship One is to get involved in the ministry. But it's not like two weeks after you got saved, right? I want you to have some sort of foundation, right? Uh, we don't tell our kids to babysit our kids when they're three, right? We, we want them to raise up a little bit. We want them to be a part. And, and I understand there's service ministries. I want people to get involved more than you do probably. But there needs to be time for that. Anyway, I don't know how we got off on that. But if not, why not? If you're super young in the Lord, I get it. But still, be finding where you can fit in. There are other seasons of life. Maybe you're in a transition. You know, I understand there's a time when you're transitioning maybe from a church to a church or you're relocating, whatever. Sometimes it's good to just feel things out. But if you ever find yourself in a position where it's like, and it's been like six months since I've been, especially if you're seasoned, if not, why not? God says go. What, what are we doing? So that's a, you can ask yourself that. Here's another question you can ask yourself this. Did God put you where it is that you're involved right now. Did God put you there? Do you feel like the ministry that you are involved in, did, did God put you there? Or was it, I knew that there was a need and everybody kept asking me about it, so I just wanted to fill a spot. Did God put you there, right? Or was it a man? Now, I'm not, I'm not here to you know, cause a mass exodus out of different ministries, but if God didn't call you to wear your hat, you're going to have a really hard time serving in the Spirit. 
Now, you might sometimes, but I, I, I would ask you to raise your hands, but, you know, I'd have to raise my hand more than anybody. It's really hard to serve in your flesh, but we've all done it, right? It's really hard to, uh, to, to do God's work in your flesh, but we've all done it. Man, and the, the problem is you're the only person you're fooling. You look like a fool. You smell like a fool. It's just not, it's not pretty. You don't want to do ministry in your flesh. So it's got, you know how you keep from doing that? Make sure you're where God called you to be. Because if God called you to be there, what's, uh, I think it's in Thessalonians, it says, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Right? If he called you to it, then he's going to do the work anyway. But if you're just filling a spot because, oh, there's a need over there, or if you're just doing that because somebody said, hey, you should come and do this, and it's really hard to say, faithful is he, well, who called me? Well, I don't know if it was God or not. Right? That's a question to ask yourself. Did God put you where you're involved? And then here's the third question I want you to ask yourself when we get into this part of it is, am I over-involved in ministries? Plural. Am I over-involved in ministries? Funny, I, I looked that up today in the uh, little computer box as I was putting some stuff together this morning. And ministries, plural, doesn't come up in the Bible. Right? And I'm not saying that you can't be involved in more than one thing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is do one thing well. And until you can do one thing well, don't overextend yourself. Right? There's a reason that we start and just do the basic things, right? Do you want to serve? Okay, we can serve over here, you know, once a month or once a week or however often it is, but do one thing well. Because I got caught in this trap years ago and sometimes still now, right? Because I'm involved in a lot of things. Uh, I felt like I was doing everything God was wanting me to do. I was over here and I was over here and I was doing that and I was doing that, but I felt like I wasn't effective in anything that I was doing. And God was like, hey, I want you to do one thing well. And so I had to back out of some things and it was hard. Uh, I remember this wasn't just like a, you know, real quick conversation with God. This was almost like a, you know, one of them, Hey, we're going to go out back and talk. Right? God said, Hey, this is what needs to happen. And I had to back out of some things. And it's humbling when you have to go to somebody who is putting, you know, faith and be like, Hey, I, I got to do this, not just for me, but for my family, for the ministry that I am still involved in. If I can't do one thing, well, I'm not doing justice anywhere. So that's a question you need to ask yourself. Am I over-involved in ministries? Do one thing well. Start there. If you can do one thing well and you feel like God's blessing it and you're doing it, okay, then seek God's face again and say, okay, God, what now? Right? It doesn't mean you're going to drop what you're doing for the next better thing. It's like, what can I add to it? But make sure you're only doing it a little bit at a time and you're doing what you're doing well. That's what ministry looks like, right? Ministry doesn't look like I'm only doing one thing, right? It does when you're young in the Lord. But as you grow, you figure out how to piece them together and add upon them, right? There will be times in life where every night of the week will be involved in some sort of ministry, right? They just will. Uh, I, I asked Paige last night, uh, I'm like, hey, what's the week look like? And then it was just, we were at dinner and I'm like, oh yeah, I, I think I can put the week together pretty quick, right? Uh, we're, and so every night this week, there's something going on. Praise the Lord, right? I like being busy about God's business, right? But it, you have to be able to effectively plan for that. And so anyway, that's a whole different story for a different day. But it's okay to be involved in multiple things, but make sure you one piece at a time, doing one thing well at a time. Okay, the second thing. You gotta be involved in the ministry, right? The second thing that we're told to do with God's ministry is to receive it, right? Okay, you're told to be involved in it. Well, be involved in it. Okay, so I'm supposed to be doing God's work. Okay, that seems simple enough, but like, be involved in what? Okay, well, you gotta receive it. And that maybe it should have been the first one, I don't know. 
uh, it started as the third one and I moved it to the second one. Ah, it's, you know how it goes. So uh, Acts chapter 20, we'll spend some time here in Acts and uh, 2 Corinthians. Acts chapter 20. Did you just say the second one? Yeah. The what? Yeah, receive it. Sordra, yeah. Acts chapter 20. What would you say? No, we're not doing that. This is why I usually don't do a lot of flipping because you guys all make fun of me. Like Usually I just read it to you and we move on. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. We're not doing that for sure. I'm like scarred from that and we're not going to talk about where from, but I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Popcorn reading. Acts twenty twenty four. Paige knows what I'm talking about. Acts twenty twenty four. Uh says, but none of these things. Paul's talking, right? He's been on the mission field and now he's he's been through the mission, right? He's he's been beaten, he's been stoned, he's had a lot of things going on with him. And then he gets to verse twenty four. In Acts chapter 20, he says, But none of these things move me, meaning all the afflictions that I've been through. Neither count I li- uh, my life dear to myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry, which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. <coughs> you have to get it first, right? Fast forward from there, and I'll, I'll make some comments. Second Corinthians, uh, they're all really close to each other, Phil. Second Corinthians. <laughs> That's supposed to mean. Second Corinthians chapter four. I need a chapter. He said. Second <laughs> Corinthians four one says. Therefore, again, this is Paul talking. Seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Okay, so not only not only we have received it, but we've received mercy to go along with it. And then one more, uh, one page over. Second Corinthians chapter five verse eighteen. <clears throat> Unless you have a really small Bible like mine, it's on the same page. Uh, <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18. It says, And all these things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To receive something? What do you have to do to receive something? Hmm? <laughs> Meredith said, pretend to like it. It took me a second to process what you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to receive something, somebody has to give it to you. You can't go to the store and buy something for yourself and say, hey, hey, I received this. That's not how that works. You bought that, right? To, to receive something, it has to be given to you, right? So this coming Wednesday, guys, you're welcome for reminding you, is Valentine's Day. And I'm guessing that your wife is the anything opposite of mine. My wife absolutely loathes Valentine's Day. Like, she would... She would be mad at me if I did anything for her on Valentine's Day because she's like, it's just a corporate holiday, blah, blah, blah. And, right. So whatever. <laughs> anyway, most ladies, though, guys, are not like that. So it's Valentine's Day coming up. Your wife is probably, whether she says it or not, hoping to receive something from you of some sort. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. You're welcome for the reminder, right? To receive something, it has to be given to you. So what ministry has or is God trying to give you that you haven't received yet? What ministry is it that God has or he's He's trying to give you and you haven't received? Or 
Or maybe you have received and you're like, okay, I know. I know of a certainty. God gave this to me. This is where I'm at. I have, I've bought the field, right? The theme this year at, at HBF has purchased the field, right? You've bought the field. You, you know, you, you've, you've done all the things. You bought the t-shirt. Like I can show you all the things about it, right? What ministry has God or is try, God trying to give you? And let me just tell you, if you don't know the answer, if you're like, I don't know. And I'm just being honest. I don't know. You're talking about ministry and I know I'm supposed to be involved. I know I should be involved. I know I kind of have dabbled in it, but I just don't know. That's okay. Right? What's the, what's the first, not that it's a problem that you're not in ministry, but what's the first step of uh, knowing that you have a problem is knowing you have a problem, right? Or addressing a problem is knowing you have a problem. It's a problem if you're a grown saint and you're not involved in the ministry. I'll just call it what it is, right? I kind of just shoot straight. If you're not involved, you need to be. And so, if you don't know the answer, I already gave you the answer, is the thing. If you don't know the answer, and you're like, I don't know what it is that God is calling me to do, or has told me to do, and, and okay, well, until He gives you specific instructions, back up to that last verse I read. That's the one I want you to do. Until God says, do something different. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, He says, and all things are of God. Meaning, all the things that you do, right, as a Christian, should be of God. All the people that you talk to should be, your conversation should be of God. All the ministry that you're involved in should be of God. All of that, right? But he says, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Anybody in here been saved, right? Anybody in here said, yes, I can testify to that. I wasn't, all my everything wasn't God, but it is now. Everything I do because he gave everything for me. I have been reconciled, right? There's been a transaction made. Right? The, the checkbook said negative, and God said, here, I got some money to your account. He reconciled it. He made it even. That's what happens when you get saved. He says, hey, I'll take your sin, and I'm not just going to take it and look the other way, but I'm actually going to pay for it. He put his blood to that account. Now the checkbook says, whew, no more red, right? We're in good standing. So you've been reconciled. He says, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, And then the last part of the verse is great. And hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. If you don't know what ministry it is that God's saying, I want you to be a part of, start here. You are a part of the ministry of reconciliation. It doesn't, and and honestly, whatever ministry you are a part of should line up with this. Because if it doesn't, then somewhere the ministry you're a part of is off. Right? We're, we're, a lot of us in here are playing volleyball, right? It's really fun to play volleyball on Friday nights, right? Unless you're Jody and you tear your, your knee, right? It's, it, but Paige tore her calf last year. Like, it, it's, it's all fun and games till somebody gets hurt, right? Uh, anyway, what'd you say? Tearing it up since 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ain't lying. <laughs> but use volleyball for an example. How does that line up with that verse? How are we using volleyball to reconcile people back to Jesus? No matter what ministry you're involved in, are you taking care of kids? We are today, right? Uh, I'm, I'm double duty. I'm doing baptism and taking care of kids. I'm not sure how that's going to work. Paige will take care of it, but uh, we're 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 doing the thing. How is it the ministry that you're involved in? How is that reconciling people back to Christ? You might be like they're babies. All I do is rock them. I understand you are ministering to the babies, but much more you're ministering to their parents who are able to actually go and hear the word. It doesn't matter. You're up there turning knobs in the sound booth. I actually don't recommend that. You'll probably get in trouble. But uh, if you're up there doing what they tell you to do in the sound booth, because that's what you're supposed to do, that's why I don't work up there. I'm like, hey, there's a red button. I wonder what happens if I push it, right? 
You got to know yourself. You got to know what you can and can't. Like, I know I probably wouldn't thrive up there. I'm like, hey, let's turn it up some, right? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, no matter what ministry, you'd be like a raven here. Uh, whatever ministry you're involved in, how are you using that? To reconcile people back to Christ. That's what the ministry of reconciliation is all about. If you don't know, you're like, I don't know what ministry. Okay, start with just your life. Start with the way that you are around uh, the people that you get to hang out with. All of those things, right? But no matter what ministry you're in, no matter what you're doing to quote-unquote serve God, how are you using that to reconcile people back to Christ? That's what the ministry of reconciliation is. Right? You're discipling people. Praise the Lord. Is that reconciling people back to Christ? You're evangelizing. We're going to go out and knock on doors in this, in this one area of the city. It's actually a really cool thing. People are intimidated by it. I don't know why. The adoptive street thing. Like, we got one little area. We don't even have to worry about the whole city. We got one area. We're going to go knock on doors. But if you're not reconciling people back to Christ, who cares? Now, I said that. Tell them I said that. Now, I'm not saying that you gotta, it's not your job to get people saved. It's your job to go and tell people, hey, can I pray for you? You know, what can we do? We just, we're a church that loves people. Like, that's reconciling people back to Christ. Everything that you do in your life should fall under this verse. When you go to work, how are you using your work as a way to reconcile people back to Christ? Right? When you go to the gym, when you go to the, well, whatever it is that you do, how are you using that to reconcile people back to Christ? Because if you're not, then you're failing. Right? And, okay, that seems harsh. That's okay if you realize it and you're like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a big boy now and I'm gonna take the step that I need to take. Too often we as Christians, we get into this, I know I'm supposed to be doing this, I'm not doing a good job, woe is me, maybe someday God will use somebody else, okay Moses, right? I know you can't talk too good, but that's okay, I'm still gonna use you, right? Over and over and over again in the Bible, God uses the least expecting people to get his work done, right? The people that you wouldn't expect at all to do his things, right? Moses couldn't talk too good, right? Noah was a drunk. Like, just go through the list. David was a murderer and an adulterer, right? Go through the, the biggest... Uh, Abraham, he couldn't even remember that Sarah was his wife most of the time to save his own neck. Like, the most important characters in the Bible. And God's like, hey, let me just show you something. I can use anybody. So, when I say you're failing, if you find yourself in that boat... That's okay, because you're not going to find yourself in this, well, woe is me. You're going to say, okay, this is the step I need to take. Like, this is why God's got me here today, right now, is to hear this. And so be like, okay, it's time for me to grow up a little bit, right? It's time for me to no longer be the babe needing the milk of the word, but it's okay for me to, like, step up a little bit and actually teach somebody else. Be involved. Like, what is it that God's telling you to do and be involved in it? The first thing we got to do is be involved. The second thing we got to do is receive it. And the rest of them are going to have to be next week because I'm out of time like normal. Sorry, uh, you guys asked way too many questions, so it's really your fault, not mine. <laughs> Excuse me. Let's pray. Let's pray and we'll get out of here. Um, we'll, we'll finish up next week and move on from there. Lord, I love you. Uh, I thank you for your word and I thank you for the truth that's in it. And Lord, I thank you for um, it being hard sometimes. Uh, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. Uh, Lord, I like the fact that we have to, to work a little bit. Not for our salvation. You've already paid the debt for that. But we have to work a little bit uh, to get the word where it needs to go. You want us to be a part of what you're doing. But like we said a couple weeks ago, if we choose not to do it, You'll use somebody else. And then we've got to watch from the sidelines while it all happens. 
Lord, I pray that we would want to be in the game, that we would want to be a part of what you're doing, and we would seek your face and find out where that is, and that we would do it well, and that we would not take even an ounce of the glory for ourselves, but we would give it all back to you because that's what it's all about. It's taking what you've given us and just giving it all back. Lord, I pray that you would just uh, just pierce our hearts uh, to be more like you. Lord, I pray for the baptisms that are going on today. I know there's some people that are nervous. I'm excited. Uh, some just really, uh, I'm excited for all three. I'm always excited for baptism, but I'm just really excited uh, for what you're going to do today. I pray you preach through Pastor Brian. Uh, that we wouldn't get too caught up in a football game today, Lord, but we would use it as opportunities to uh, just spend time with family and friends. And, uh, Lord, we do just uh, pray that you would work all things together for the good uh, according to those who love you. So I pray that you would just use us this week as lights in a dark world. Get all the honor and the glory from our lives. In Christ's name, amen. All right, guys, looks like there's still some food back there. You better eat it. <laughs>